This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Back of the Nest Preview Show. Sponsored by PitchSport. Available to download on the App Store and Google Play. PitchDMM.com Welcome everybody to the Back of the Nest Preview Podcast. I am your host Terence Ford and this week normal services resumed as Albert returns from holiday and rejoins Eskiff in our 1-1-1 formation and will look to pick apart Chelsea on Saturday afternoon. Yes, welcome everyone to the show, Eskiff, as you... Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. Book Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and term supply. See mcdonalds.com. Sure, welcome. Hello, thanks very much. And Mr. Curley, welcome back to the fold. Hello, mate. Nice you're to be a, back in the fold. Nick Nick came in, stepped in very ably last week, but a bit like Jaya Reed of old, as soon as McCarthy was back, he's he's out of the team. And Sorry, you're in. Bro. Well, no questions go. asked. Exactly. Straight back in. Who, 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 who do I need to smash up? Because that's not McCarthy, uh, you know. Well, yeah, I mean, there's there's plenty. We'll, we'll get into that in a minute because um, I'm gasping for this beer. So I'm, I'm going to pour it. Either of you two got anything? Uh, water. Same as two weeks running. Disgrace. Yeah, sorry. Albert, uh, it's not it's not fast day for you, is it? No, I've also got uh, water, but it's been brewed with malted barley and hop extract <laughs> to form a lovely bottle of Heineken. Well, okay, I've I've got a beer for you this week. You can, it's um, a ceaseless commitment to purity and quality. You know that every ice cold crisp sip will deliver that richly satisfying flavour with subtle fruity notes, a traditional taste. What beer do you think that is? Spunk bomb. <laughs> Uh, Carling. Uh, it's a bottle of Heineken that I am <laughs> drinking. Because hey. it's all I had left that in the mine? It says it on their website. I, uh, I took the bib. For 150 years, a ceaseless commitment to purity and quality have made Heineken the most iconic beer brand in the world. When you see the red star on the green bottle, you know every ice cold sip will deliver that richly satisfying flavour with subtle fruity notes. A tradition of taste that has lived on for over a century and a half, thanks to the simplicity and quality of the ingredients and the meticulous attention to the brewing process. So they're all chatting shit. Do you know what? Me and Vanessa watched an episode of Buffy yesterday, which is, the, I think I've said this on the show before, the best show ever made in the history of television. And Just I'm not once or twice. Debatable. Uh, but it's an episode that everyone hates and that I don't think it's as bad as everyone else that's another story where basically the guy who runs the pub at the at the university she goes to poisons people who drink a certain kind of beer so they turn into cavemen and when he's talking about it he doesn't say oh i didn't do it he was like yeah they deserved it them and their fucking microbreweries he didn't, he didn't <laughs> care but i was like this is from like the year 2001 he was, he was fine he knew, he knew what arseholes these people were 
Yeah, I was hearing a story the other day about how it's um, killing off casks and all sorts of um, microbreweries. Yeah, someone had a go at me. But there you go. Um, enjoy your beer, people. Enjoy whatever beer you want to enjoy. Uh, talking of TV shows, um, this is one for the slightly older crowd, but I was delighted to find out today that Desmond's is going to be on Netflix. Nice. Remember Desmond's? Love Desmond's. Exactly. Albert, probably not so much. Uh, I remember it being on, was it on Channel 4? Well, certainly repeat, yeah, yeah. but yeah, yeah, no, I do remember it. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm looking forward to the episode. One of my mates from school was an extra. He kicked the ball through the shop window and had to, and his part was just going back and asking for it back. Please, sir, can I have my ball back kind of role? So, yeah, really looking forward to a bit of nostalgia there for when that comes up. Uh, right. Talking about nostalgia, something that hasn't happened for a while, Albert. Um, massive derby win for Watford on the weekend. Oh, literally, literally didn't see the result. I'm, I'm not... <laughs> well, I'm Watford not... beat Luton one 0 I think it was the first time they've played in seventeen years, something like that. Kind of similar to when we first played Brighton uh, back in um, what was it? The five 0 When was that? Two thousand and one. Two two thousand two. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> Watford, believe it or not, through the medium of TikTok released a video complaining that Luton only came to foul their players. Now, I'm going to stay with you, Albert. That's that's taking the piss, isn't it? Well, bunch of hypocrites, really, aren't they? I mean, that. It's, yeah, I mean... I mean, to be fair, to be fair, it is a completely different Watford side to anyone that we've played because all their, they've got, like, 15 players that are injured or refusing to play. Uh so, you know, maybe the new breed are a bit softer and a bit more, uh, you know. Can't, don't like it up and Not weathered, yeah. And maybe, you know, and, and did you see they had to board up the statue of Graham Taylor? <laughs> did they really? They boarded up the statue of Graham Taylor through fear of it being, uh, I guess the word is vandalised by the loot and hardcore. <laughs> and then I saw, I saw some comments on Twitter that, Luton were disgusted at the accusation that they might do that because they really like Graham Taylor. So. <laughs> I mean, there's a if you were looking at odds, I reckon it would be like one to one hundred against uh, that the people defending Churchill's statue was probably were probably Luton fans. Let's be honest. <laughs> did both, they, both, yeah, they did both have very round heads. <laughs> Yeah, but there you go. That's enough about Luton. Let's let's move on to another Tim Pot Club, and that's Charlton. I've got a new owner, Heskiff. Thomas Sandgard um, claims to be a rock star and the CEO of some medical company, but all oh, Charlton are excited, aren't they? Yeah. Well, I mean, we just spent the last five minutes before we started recording seeing whether he was a CEO of Rockstar Energy Drink or Rockstar the Computer Game People. It turns out he's, n- he's neither. He just calls himself a Rockstar CEO. So that in itself is a twat. Uh, Some would say Charlton have got the owner they deserve. They have, yeah. Um, the, the, the pictures of him, of him like rocking out of a guitar or doing the metal horns or whatever those things are called, devil horns. It is yeah. a twat. And, and the story that I saw uh, today was him saying, oh, I, I rang Steve Parrish um, to say that we would see them in, in two years in the Premier League. And he hasn't called me back. <laughs> yeah, he's been left on red. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, someone did tweet me saying the only way they're seeing us in the Premier League in two years is if Steve Parrish gives him a ticket for a <laughs> Palace game. Um, <laughs> some great pictures of uh, Thomas Sandgard, as you say, rocking out or with a Charlton scarf around his neck or whatever. Some great great captions. Let's do this was the first one with a guitar, but then they get very special, Albert. Boom, Charlton is back. Now, let's get over past the fact that he said Charlton is back and not mm. Charlton are back. But mm. boom, boom, it's, it's all sounding a bit Alan, Alan I was going to say Alan Pardew. <laughs> Alan Pardew. Well, to be fair, you're not far off by saying <laughs> Alan Pardew. Yeah, I mean, I'm just, I've only seen the Let's Do This one. And it's very, I mean, it's very strange because if you if you photoshopped out the Charlton badge 
of that image, it would just be a, a middle-aged bloke with a guitar with the slogan says, "Let's." Do, it's like, what? What are you doing? Because he looks like he's about to shred some mad solo, and I'm not. I'm not sure that's what Charlton need. <laughs> and uh, yeah, he's got. I mean, he's got a suit on. Well, he's well, he's got jeans with a suit jacket and a Charlton shirt underneath, and uh, a guitar with a United States of America flagged. Um, what do they call it? What's the thing that holds the guitar on your shoulder? It's called a guitar strap. <laughs> My brain has gone to mush. What do, they, what do they call that strap that holds the guitar on you? Oh, yeah, that's right. It's a guitar strap. Um, Two sips of this Heineken, mate. That's that's the problem. So you're on the hard stuff now, bro. Um, and the, the, the gusset of his jeans is under severe pressure with the, the wide sort of slash stance that he's pulling. He's going to going to come a cropper there i think mm, yeah well another one of the uh captions is heskiff charlton's future is bright now is this should steve parish be concerned here that he's going to go after mark bright as manager or something oh God. if they can take mark bright as a commentator for their website uh i'd be all over it because whenever i listen to him on the on the reserve games he is the worst commentator of all time um i thought it was you know how clowns wear really bright clothes and have like really leery wigs. <laughs> that was that was where I was going with it. But either way, um, haven't they like just been able to sign a player for the first time properly in in like that isn't Johnny Esther in like years? Yeah, and we're like, uh, signing their binders and they're still shit. Did you just, did you see who they bought though, Albert? Um, no, a legend of both your clubs, Ben Watson. Oh, awesome. <laughs> did, did did they announce him like playing the triangle or something, saying, let's, <laughs> let, let's go? No, I mean, I was obviously I'm sad to see Ben Watson um, in a in a Charlton kit, to be honest. But no, it was just sort of the standard. He, I, it was it was really boring, actually. Let's face it. If if Ben Watson was slightly more famous. Um, he'd have a boring James Milner-esque account, wouldn't he? Because he's just always been a bit boring. But... I mean, he's a Millwall fan. He's played for Watford. He's, you know, he's kind of, mm. his stock has dropped in terms of being anywhere near a Palace legend. You know, no offence. I mean, he scored yeah. a winner in a cup final. Big up yourself, Ben. But, you know, you're not doing yourself any favours around SE25. No, certainly not. He won't be um, taking Neil Shipley's place as one of the ambassadors, will he? Um, <laughs> um, moving on. Yeah. Talk, talking of things you shouldn't be touching, the new handball rule is getting newer. Love that segue. Come on. Brilliant. That is fantastic, actually. Um, the Premier League have come together to look at the new handball rule. and Was that a segue under- as well? The come together thing? <laughs> <laughs> there was no coming together leave it leave it just leave it um <laughs> and they've decided they're going to be more lenient has gifts so the referees now do you, i feel a little bit like here the referees looked at the rules in the early part when it came in and they said for the first few games let's just make it look as ridiculous as it is yeah so it gets changed yeah well it's worked because they've it's been absolutely mind-blowingly ridiculous I think that, you know, I'm sure we'll talk briefly about, about the event game, but the thing that gets me is, you know, not only is, is the ward penalty given very harsh and, and all Ferrari that went around with it, but Calvert-Lewin, like, moves his hands towards the ball, it hits his lower arm, and there's no looking at the monitor, they barely talk about it. Absolutely, but, that, but that's what I mean. That's that's part of me that makes me think they said let's make it look as ridiculous as possible because his arms aren't technically making a wider silhouette. So why we can all see that he's moved his arms towards the ball? Yeah, because they're within his silhouette. It just it's, it's just another scenario where it looks absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, it's, it's, it is ridiculous, and you know I think the the fact you know you get all these salty Man United fans saying oh Hodgson never moaned about it when he got a penalty when. Actually, he did. I think I thought I did. Yeah. <laughs> Cheers, Roy. Um, yeah. I, I mean, whenever you get new rules, it tends to go a bit a bit mental, and then they calm down a bit. But 
I think this handball has gone absolutely insane the last couple of weeks. And you know, well, there's you there's know, been six like, handball penalties already this season, which is I think as many as there were in the seventeen eighteen season. And the most there's ever been in a season is nineteen. And at the moment, we're on pace for eighty-eight. <laughs> well, awesome. There you go. <laughs> um, like what? What will happen is that there'll be an incident in the Chelsea game where Chelsea will benefit because the rules have, you know, become more lenient or whatever it is, and then we can moan about that next week. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, it, I'm glad it's been changed. I mean, we haven't. Although on the surface we've benefited from it because of Lindelof's handball, but we would have won that game anyway because uh, we won the game three-one, so it didn't gain us any points. We've lost out on a point against it for Everton. Everton have gained two points. Um, Newcastle have gained a point. Spurs have lost out on two because that Dyer one is just. <laughs> what, I mean, his name name says it all, really, doesn't it? It's ridiculous. How how can you give someone handball for facing the wrong way where he's not even looking at the ball? What is he supposed to do? Everything's in a normal position. But again, letter of the law, how it's actually written down, the law is written down. His hand is above his shoulder and it's in the penalty area. So again, another example where I believe they've just made it to look very, very ridiculous. But um, yeah, so so that will be changed. But yeah, absolutely, you can just see it now. Chelsea just getting away with a couple or something like that. Where was it? Was it this time last year? I can't think it was this time last season or the season before. They really clamped down on like you know holding in the in the penalty area and like the first. A, like, yeah, was it last season or yeah. the season before? Like for I a think, first I few think, weeks. Yeah, was yeah, penalty, it's just people just yeah falling over in the backpack. Penalties for everything. Like, it's like you have a pen. You have a pen. And it's a similar thing. It got so ridiculous that they were like, oh, do you know what? We're probably going to just let that go. <clears throat> you know, and now you watch set pieces and everybody's all over each other. And it's it's gone back to square one. And, uh, you know, it's it's annoying that it takes, I mean, especially when you're on the, uh, you know, you're on the wrong end of it, all, all, albeit that we were on the right end of it the week before. But I think at least the difference there is that at least IU was having a shot there. Um, mm. You know the dire one was just a, a speculative, speculative nod into the area. I mean that one's out. That one's worse than the Joel Ward one for me. But the thing that really irked is that they spent two minutes in that Tottenham game reviewing the offside before then reviewing the handball. And it's like, well, he wasn't offside, so let's review the subsequent handball. And they give the penalty. But if they'd have done that, you know, the day before for the Palace game, it's, it's quite abundantly clear that Rich Arlison is offside. So if Joe Ward doesn't handball it. Yeah. That's a, it's they've cocked up there. I mean, that's, that is fundamentally broken because if he's ball, if the ball misses Joe Ward's hand, he's offside. Yeah. completely. It's it's the most ludicrous thing ever. Like surely they've made a mistake there because as soon as it leaves his head before it touches his hand, the target he's aiming at is Richarlison. So he's offside. Mm -hmm. And I I haven't, I haven't gone, I haven't come through the rules. I'm not that thorough. But you know who was right? Were they right? Were they right to do it in the Newcastle game, and they were they should have done it in the Palace game, or is that mm. you know is it just the other oh, handball's handball doesn't matter about the offside and the 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 Newcastle Tottenham situation was the one that is wrong because either way it's a glaring it's a glaring absence mm. of consistency. Um, well, considering worries us all the time, they definitely got it wrong in our game, so <laughs> it must be the way round. Definitely. All set out to screw us over. Um, right, what else have we got? There's loads of transfer rumours at the moment, obviously with the window closing, well, the the first window closing on the 5th of October, which will be the uh, international window, so we won't be able to trade. Trade? The trade. <laughs> God. We won't be able to trade with teams outside of uh, um, England after the 5th of October. Uh, now... First link, we've got Benteke link with Spurs. Heskiff, is this the time that Benteke's well, fruitless few years finally comes to an end at Palace that he leaves, or um, is it? does it rely on someone else coming in first? I think we'd be a bit silly to sell him without getting someone else in. Um, you know, we've complained a lot about not having enough options up front, and I think now that we've got IU... Batshuayi and Benteke, that's not bad. If we get rid of Benteke and we're back to Ayu and, and Batshuayi, especially we're playing two up front now, I think that leaves us short. <clears throat> but as the rumours have told us, you know, we're looking at strikers, whether that's 
a Brewster or Edouard or some other unknown. Um, I think that's something we're looking at. And, you know, I, I actually think a, a move to Tottenham will probably do quite well for him because I don't think they'll expect him to score loads of goals because he won't be the focal point. If he can sort of set set plays up for players like Son and Kane, um, I think he'll, he'll do quite well there. He'd obviously score against Palace, which would be a pain in the ass. But, um, you know, I think if, if we do sell him, we should do it only once we've got another striker in because I think otherwise we're leaving us ourselves short, especially if that's why alone, isn't it? So, I mean, a long-term planning takes another hit if we do that. Um, but I do wonder what sort of money we'd get for him. You know, he's sort of thinking 10, 10 million or eight, eight, 8 or 10 million maybe. And, and I think we'd have to consider it. Yeah, or, um, or Albert, the question, as always, could just be, where, where's Conor Wickham? He could come back and take over the mantle from Ben Teke, right? Oh, I mean, they could, they could, they could definitely have him. If <laughs> I mean, I've just, I'm, I'm, I'm not quite at the end of that uh, Spurs documentary on Amazon, and you know, all they, all they're going on about is the injuries. So you could see Conor Wickham slotting in there quite nicely. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think I'm on episode. I've just finished episode five of that. I'm f- thoroughly enjoying it. Mourinho good, is it? absolute box office. Yeah, it completely. Just just the way he says "fucking hell," <laughs> and <laughs> calling everyone. I won't sw- swear, but the C bomb. Um, yeah, all the time. You've you've got to be. Beep. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm like, hang on, because the first time he did it, I was like, hang on, they haven't been bleeping out swear words. What did he just say? And I'm thinking. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, do, haven't you found, sorry, complete tangent, but have you found that they're really shit at geeing each other up before I was games? Just about to say that. They're terrible. It's amazing that the, like the geeing up before a game, and it's the same in the Man City one that I watched a bit of, where they basically just go, come on, let's, let's fucking do it. And then, and then they're like, oh, okay. Or oh, come on, come on, lads. First minute. Okay. And then they'll pop. You know, <laughs> I'm like, what? Sorry, was that first minute? <laughs> Honestly, that's what it's like. And then, you know, next, oh, you are. next week it's a different play. And he's like, all right, lads, uh, come on, let's win. Yeah. And then they'll <laughs> down the I'm like, what's going on? You get more rowdy in the, in the fucking glaciers. To be fair, it, I, I think Mourinho has a point because you sit like, I know Harry Kane isn't the club captain, which I found a bit of a surprise because obviously I think Larice is out for like the first few weeks in the documentary. So Harry Kane's doing the the speech and, you know, I'm not going to have a dig at Harry Kane be like, well, this is a bit dull. But then it's like club captain Hugo Larice is back from injury. So he's doing the team talk. And then it's and then like, yeah, like, hey, hey, come on. Hey, come on. Yeah, hey, it's come really, hey, come on. Eh? Eh? And it's like, oh, it was a little, I think give it back to fucking Harry Kane. <laughs> So you, you get yeah. like you can see why Mourinho's like, come on, lads, you do need to be c words. Like, just just make this a bit more interesting, if only for the cameras. Yeah, I miss the Sunday league days where it'd be like, Gaz, you remember that flash get in the middle of the park? You let him know you're fucking there after a minute's time. You kick him in the air. Yeah, come on, boys, and you 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 get get it fucking stuck into him, boys. You know, just like. Get it, like, actually like singling people out and actually getting everyone hyped up. That's that's what you got to do, right? Come on, do it proper. Anyway, <laughs> Scott Dan is being linked with a move to Fulham. Uh, Albert, now with obviously playing a centre back at centre back, no, a centre midfielder at centre back at the moment. In, it's a good idea. Che- <laughs> well, it's a good idea. Yeah, who thought of that one? But um, so we're obviously playing Checo in there at the moment. Now, of course, he does moonlight as a. Uh, centre back for Senegal from time to time. Uh, Scott Dan's thirty three. If if we can get a fee for him, is it wise or is this a bit like I remember having these conversations about Glenn Murray as well, saying if we can get a fee for him, we should sell him. Um, I uh, this is a real heart overhead conundrum, isn't it? I I don't want to see Scott Dan rocking up for another certainly another London club in the Premier League. Um, you know the the reality is. As good as he has been, you know, at the end of last season, or well, when he sort of came back last season, you know, he was in in really good form just before the lockdown, and I mean, nobody had a, a good time of it in the restart. But you know, he's really he's really sort of found his form again, especially after such a horrific injury. Um, but the reality is, he probably wouldn't have got that opportunity if 
everybody else in that position was fit. I mean, you know, I, I think I know the answer to this question, but, you know, if everybody makes a, mir- a miracle recovery in the next couple of weeks, is Roy Hodgson going to say to Scott Dan, well, the shirt is still yours to lose sort of thing, and, and those guys have got to wait. I mean, I don't think Roy operates like that. Um, mm. So for Scott, for Scott Dan, you know, I, th- I think there was a time where I... I would have been happy to see him leave, but seeing how he's bounced back and, you know, the partnership that he's formed, you know, with, with to be honest, anyone who he's slotted in with, he hasn't looked too ropey. Um, I think it's one of those things. If, if, if the money's decent, I can see us accepting it. I, I wouldn't necessarily like it. Um, but that is one of our better positions in terms of options when we actually have those options. Uh, or... Heskiff, as you always make in your outrageous prediction, mm-hmm. he could he could could do a job up front. Listen, I think we missed a trick there. Talking about selling Benteke, we keep Dan having a striker. <laughs> I, you know what? It's a tough one with Dan, like Albert said, because I thought he was pretty much done uh, until until this last little burst that he's had. Um, and until Saturday, I would say the only defender who looks like scoring from a corner because we just aim at his big head. Uh, but now that Chiara has shown that he can actually head the ball near the goal, I don't even care about in it. Um, I think, yeah, I mean, it depends on, it depends on the money, doesn't it? Because I think we know that we've got an ageing back line. If you say T- Tonks isn't, what's he, 30, 31? Cahill's... Getting on there, Mama probably is going to be the one who does leave if we get a significant bit of money for his wage. Um, so on the one hand, you say, do we want to leave ourselves short because we're bound to get more bloody injuries in, de- in defence? But at the same time, do we want to get a bit of money for a player that we didn't probably expect to get any money for? That's mm. so a tough one. Yeah, I mean, I get the impression that Scott Dan doesn't want to leave. I'm sure he'd be quite happy to end his career out here. Um, but... If he was going to have to leave and he's completely settled where he is, I would imagine that Fulham is probably just about the only club he can go to. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, we'll have to we'll have to see. The last one, so, I mean, we're then left with the Brewster rumours. Now it's kind of come out today that Sheffield United are apparently the favoured choice for he's um, for him. Uh, I don't know if this has been a guaranteed more game time style of play or something like that. And apparently, they've agreed to a Liverpool buyback. But you upset Heskiff that Brewster's not coming to Palace, or do you think there's not really many other options out there for us that we've heard of? Yeah, it's this is another weird one because on the one hand, you say you know he had a very good season with Swansea, but then I guess on the other hand, he hasn't really done anything in the Premier League. Um, I think he's obviously a good player. The fact that Liverpool want to buy back in there sort of makes me think that they they think there's something in there. Um, But as you say, he's more, I think he's more likely to get a lot more game time at Sheffield United than with us um, because Wilf's a striker for us at the moment, isn't he? So he ain't, he ain't going to get out of the team. And if we've got IU, Mishy will be ahead of him. You wonder sort of how much game time he'll get. So I don't know whether, yeah, his advisor saying to him, go to Sheffield and get plenty more time. Uh, on the pitch, uh, it's tough because uh, you know part of me is like, what if he ends up being really good, and then the other half is like, what if he's Dominic Solanke? So, <laughs> Jordan, I, I I, Jordan Ayeb, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I've talked about in the past that the, my favourite target that we've had is is Edouard from Celtic, but then I guess at the same time you say he's only playing in the Scottish League, so do we even know if he's that good? So I guess it's. Every, I mean, every transfer is a toss-up, and you don't really know how it's going to go. But um, be interesting to see how Bruce does with Sheffield United if he goes there. Andy, Andy yeah. Dorman had only been playing in the Scottish League when we signed him, so I think you need to just that's true. Bit, that's true. You need to show a bit of respect there. You can get someone of that quality in, yeah, pocket window. Hmm. Well, meanwhile, while we're recording, Dominic Calvert Lewin's just scored another hat trick this time against West Ham. So um, try and get him in. What competition's that? <laughs> <laughs> Carabao Cup. Oh, I can't keep um, up. For, with it, for what it's worth, Man United are winning three 0 away to Brighton. So that's we'll get Brighton yeah, fans will be we'll, happy with that. Maybe we can do a swap deal with Dominic Calvert-Lewin for Zaha. They're desperate for him, right? So 
<laughs> yeah, that just that, that's just something that just tweaked tweaked a nerve in my neck that Sam was like, yeah, well, Zaha's playing as a striker now, so no one else like you made a massive assumption there that he's not going to go on deadline day. Like I'm convinced he will. Who do you think would buy him? Everton, Arsenal. Really? Yeah, do you look at you look at Everton. Their front three is Dominic Calvert Lewin, Richarlison, and James Rodriguez. Is Wilf prepared to go and battle for a place there? Wait or hope someone gets injured or thinks he can get in ahead of any of those guys? I wouldn't say Rodriguez is necessarily in the front three. He's kind of everywhere, isn't he? I, th- I, th- I certainly think Zaha would would find a space in the Everton team. You know, especially if they're going to be chasing a, a European place, albeit you know they won't get that till next season. But I can certainly see them taking him if them if they had the money. And why wouldn't you get a European place until next season? As in they're they're chasing a European place. You know they're they're trying oh, to get right, Champions okay. League this year. Oh, I see. Okay. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think it's still very early for that to say Champions League. I think they they'll be happy to make a Europa League place. I mean, they'll actually they're much like Palace. They tend to be slow starters and um, sort of turn it on towards the back end of the season. But the one time that we started the season fast, uh, we all know how that ended. So <laughs> they could do the same. It's, it's it's a long old season, and they could fall off. But um, they seem to be going great guns at the moment, and we're about the only team in recent weeks that's actually given them given them a bit of game a bit of a game seemingly with the amount of goals they've been scoring against everyone that aren't us so yeah there we go um there's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care plush care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe fda approved weight loss medications like wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Back of the Nest. Sponsored by PitchSport. Fantime videos. Choose your match day squad, post match ratings and much more. Available to download on the App Store and Google Play. Pitchdmm.com. Right, talking of which, let's move into Chelsea. Now... Going to the bridge, 12.30 kickoff. I believe it's on BT Sport. Uh, been a bit of a topsy-turvy time for Chelsea this season. Opened with a 3-1 win at Brighton before losing 2-0 to Liverpool. Smashing Barnsley 6-0 in a Carabao before drawing 3-3 in dramatic fashion at West Brom in the Premier League and then drawing 1-1 in the Carabao Cup against Spurs before losing on penalties. Um Let's start with shows first. Heskiff, are we are we glad Werner got off the mark last night because it's um <laughs> it won't be against us now. Yeah, I am. I actually thought that when I saw he scored. Um I mean they've got a lot of good players, didn't they? But I think we all sort of said it we were chatting beginning of the season when they're signing all these players. They're signing loads of like attacking midfielders and strikers, but the defence was a bit shit last year and it doesn't seem to have got any better this year. Um, letting in three goals against West Brom is not great. Um, by all accounts, I didn't watch the game, but by all accounts, Brighton were better than them for, for large parts of the game, even though they won. So I think it's a game that we should we should go in and play with confidence. You know, I, I didn't think we'd get a result at Old Trafford, and we did by playing positive, still counter-attacking, but really positive football rather than what we've seen in the past few years at Chelsea, where we've just sort of tried not to lose, and then we go one down and we're sort of like, oh, shit, what do we do now? Um, I think they're there to be got at. I'm not, I'm not saying we're going to win. Uh, in fact, I don't think we will. But it certainly seems like their defence is bang average. And if we, if we do have a go and we hit them with pace like we did at, uh, against Man U, um, then there are goals to be scored for us. On Saturday, 
Yeah, there certainly are. I mean, I, I watched the West Brom game and I mean, they were just dreadful. Every time, every time West Brom went forward, they looked like scoring for a period of time. Uh, I mean, at the other end, West Brom were equally awful at the back and you you, you kind of knew Chelsea were going to get back into it. They should have scored many goals before they scored even the one. So, you know, West Brom's probably not a good marker, but Albert, if we go 3-0 up, there's, there's no way they're going to score three against us unanswered, is there? Oh, we can dream, can't we? Um, well, no, just I, I mean, it's not it's not a particularly relevant stat for this weekend, but just a just a, 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 a signal of how bad Chelsea's defence are is that since Lampard's appointment, no team in the Premier League has conceded mm. more goals away from home. I know they're at home at the weekend, but you know they are there for the taking in terms of you know their back line. And I mean, Kepa, if he if he comes back in. I mean, he looks like work experience ball boy that somehow found himself in goal. Like he's 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 there for the taking. And I just think with our, you know, with our sort of counter attacking speed and sort of flu- fluidity, I can't believe I'm even saying that about Crystal Palace team. Um, you know, I, I think we can do him real harm. But you know, like you say, they're they're a team that's kind of top loaded with attacking options and strikers and false nines and inside forwards and wingers, you know, so that they can certainly hurt us as well. But I think if, if we, if we get a, a vintage Roy away performance, then I can, I can really see us coming away with the three points. And I mean, I've, I've only, I've, I've just opened the second beer. So I, I've not even had two and it feels like I'm going buck wild with my sort of predictions, but i got a good feeling about Saturday. Yeah, well, that's that. It's one point seven UK units per bottle, so um, got to be ca- got to be careful, mate. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> now you talk about a vintage Roy performance. Uh, what's becoming a, a vintage? A good vintage <laughs> Roy performance, just for the record. Is 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 that the sort of um, a good vintage? Is what he's expecting from Tyrick Mitchell for all the minutes he's getting? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he must owe him a lot now. <laughs> now yeah but what's becoming a Lampard vintage is having arguments on the sideline he had a big big bust up with Jurgen Klopp last season and last night he's had a big one with Mourinho on the side you would expect him to be mates now Albert can you see see him and Roy having a big Barney on the sideline mate I mean as 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 Jose said in the week you know what's he calling Mr Roy Roy, Roy he's, he's the the boss he's the boss boss now, so, now, when Mourinho calls you the boss, you know you've got a bit of clout. So if if Jippy Little Lampard even dares giving it some, I'm expecting Lewington to go and give him a right old clip round the ear. I think, I think Roy's a bit like a mafia don, isn't he? He sort yeah. of sits at the back of the restaurant, shades yeah. on, looking cool. He's got his like pit bulls in front of him, which is Lewington, like you say. Uh, and he just he doesn't need to he doesn't need to soil his hands with that sort of muck. He just lets lets his uh, henchmen do the business. Yeah, and to be honest, he probably he would probably only hear it anyway. To be honest, even if Lampard is casting aspersions on him, just um, gets, sends um, uh, Sean Derry and pa- Paddy McCarthy to take him out in a boat, sort of like Godfather style. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> don't, forget, don't forget the cannolis. <laughs> Oh dear! Right, um, yes, it's enough about Chelsea. I guess let's start looking at Palace now. Um, I was going to say Tony, but I thought that'd be out of order. <laughs> um, Jeff Schlupp, uh, do we know anything? Heskiff is he is he likely to be in contention? Uh, um, I read that it was um, it, it was like a muscle strain or something. But with all these things, you know, they sort of say that I don't know what that means. I don't know if that's like one game out or a couple of weeks. Um, Depends on the muscle, I reckon. Good point. And that's why you're a med... Oh, no, you're not a medic, are you? Shit. No. Um, uh, so I think if he if he's fit, he probably comes back in. Although I think Eze was really, really good on, on Saturday. So I would, I would hate to see Eze dropped uh, just because Schlupp is back. Mm. Yeah, I, I mean, you can see Schlupp being used when it needs to be a more defensive one, right, Albert? So, as so from a kick, so from kickoff, you mean? 
<laughs> uh, so, so like but you know what i mean in terms of uh, in the early periods while we're sort of getting as a you know up to speed and getting him the premier league experience and stuff i don't think it was ever any roy's plan to like throw him in 90 minutes every single week but yeah against the likes of chelsea schlup does a bit more off well does a lot more off the ball at the moment i mean i'm sure roy will hammer that into as a over the time to to get you know improve his work off the ball but yeah, against the likes of Chelsea, you, you'd like to have Schlupp's work rate. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, this is nothing. This is certainly nothing against Eze because I thought he would, he looked very, very. Uh, it just looked very comfortable. It looked very comfortable on the ball and and confident. And it's weird. I met a, a mate of mine at work who's a QPR fan. Said, you know, he's he's not as explosive as Zaha, but he still he still manages to get to get around a player, and he just seems to. I'm not going to use the word walk, but like he just seems to glide, glide on the ball and just, you know, drop his shoulder. Like I say, not nothing particularly dynamic, but just, just seemed really assured and, and knew how to find a bit of space and, you know, and, and get his head up and try and move the ball on. Um, so I was, I was really impressed with him. And, and I, and I, and I don't say this sort of, like I say, judging his ability or thinking he wouldn't be able to handle the game. But yeah, I mean, especially when you're adding the Roy factor, if, if Schlapp's fit, it's you know it's going to be schlupping for Eze. I, I I can't see any anything any other any other outcome um, in that sort of personal battle between those two. Um, and you like you say, Schlupp's going to come in and, and and probably do a bit more of the defensive side, and you know probably got a bit more pace than Eze to to then get the ball up the field on the break. Hmm. Yeah. Now, uh, probably another. It's going to be another tough afternoon for Charles Ward. Um, Heskiff, do you think the handball decision could have affected his confidence at all? I mean, his face at the end of the game kind of looked like someone <laughs> proved to him empirically that God doesn't exist. Yes, he's a bit. I mean, let's face it. He's like any season. Any season when he's playing, he's he's targeted by teams, um, and they they try to get at him a lot. Um, he's coped reasonably well with it all season, but um, yeah, he's, he he certainly looks out of sorts after that. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't a great performance from him against Everton. Um, and you know they're they're a good team, and he's up against some good players, but he did look a bit rattled. I don't know whether that was because of the penalty or not, but he um he he didn't look as solid as as we'd we'd like him to. So it will be it will be tough. Um, I think it's good that we've got Andros sort of covering covering him because I think Andros has had a really good start to the season, which we discussed last week. You know he got another. Another good assist. Yeah. Another assist, another good performance under his belt against Everton. Um, and I think his energy is going to be really important in the same way that you, you guys talked about Schlupp sort of covering the fullback well uh, and and being able to use pace to get up the up the pitch. I think Andros can do that as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, I can definitely see them targeting Wardy because he's, you know, I don't, I don't want to give him shit because I really like him. But I think if if you are going to target one of our defence, it will be him. Um, yeah, I think teams are very quickly realised that Tyrant Mitchell is not the one to go after already because he's he's been doing very very well, um, number number one tackler in the league already this season, which is you know harks back to Wambasaka when he was thrown in at the deep end and just responding really really well to things. So I think very quickly they've realised that it's it's back over to Joel Joel Ward's side. Um, yeah, I mean, it, talking of Townsend, he obviously gets that defensive and the work rate in front of him from Townsend. But it would be very amiss of me to say, uh, or not to say, that on the weekend when Townsend started off the game taking corners, uh, my dad came over to watch the game with me and I said to him, what the fuck is he taking corners for? He's proved last season and the season before that he can't take fucking corners and Eze's on the pitch. Uh, just just as he um, puts it on Kiati's head to make it 1-1. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it shows once again I know absolutely nothing about football. Um, Albert, now we've talked about Benteke a bit earlier and obviously Bat Shuai will be missing for this game because he can't play against his parent club. Uh, can you see him getting any minutes in this as a sort of, you know, give us a, give us an option up front to target him, hold the ball up, etc. and... Um, just try and get more minutes under his belt anyway. Try, I don't know, just get a goal, 
get him get him in front get him in front of the world, let teams remember he exists and scores goals and perhaps get get him a move away. Yeah, you know when you just said you don't know anything about football. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I, th- I think we'll get minutes, whatever happens. I think if we're you know, if we're chasing the game, you know, if we're a goal behind and there's fifteen, twenty minutes left, I'm sure Hodgson will throw Benteke on for at least the last two minutes. Uh, to try and get a goal whilst we punt the ball up, you know, and, and similarly, I think again, depending if if Schlupp does start, you know, should we find ourselves in the position where we're, dare I say it, leading the game with sort of fifteen twenty minutes to go, then yeah, I can, you know, there's there's every sort of opportunity for Benteke to come on and like you say, hold the ball up, keep it in the corners, and you know, try and bring other people into play, or you know, and then Eze Eze is very good at sort of putting his foot on the ball and. And just keeping it, you know, keeping it in possession and and running the clock down. So, yeah, I can see I can see Benteke getting some minutes at the end of the game. Can't see him starting for obvious reasons. Uh, be nice if he could sit down the Chelsea goalkeeper again. I mean, that feels like that in my in my head that that footage is almost in black and white. It feels like such a lifetime ago. That, that um, never gets talked about enough, by the way. No, and just just for, and and similarly, you lot talk, talking about them targeting Joel Ward. They better target Joel Ward when he's diving in at the far post for a for a diving header. <laughs> you better believe it. Still can't believe he was there to this day. Still can't believe it. Um, now you you say there that he's probably not going to get minutes for obvious reasons, but Jordan Ayew, um goals have dried up for him a bit now. Us. I say that dried up for him. I mean, he did go a stretch last season without scoring for seventeen odd games. But Heskiff, do you, do you do you think his work rate under Roy and the style that Roy plays means that he's a shoe in anyway, and it it doesn't matter if the goals the goals will come when they come? Oh, that's a tough question. I don't because I, I don't think he's had a great I don't think he's had a great start to the season. Uh, I think it helps him obviously on Saturday that Michi can't play. Um, but I think I think we'll start to see Michi in the starting lineup sooner rather than later. Um if only to give Ayu a bit of a a bit of a break and maybe a bit of the sort of like the, the competition kick up the arse that you know players like Andros have had and, and seems to have reacted really well to. Um obviously Ayu is a is a very good player and was was brilliant last year. Um but I don't know if this working in this formation is helping him or not. Um he's not as much of a focal point. Um but you know, even if he's coming off the bench with whatever, 15, 20 to play, he is really, really good at shielding the ball and keeping possession. So he's great to have off the bench, even if he's, you know, only given a sort of 15, 20 minutes worth of, of action. Yeah, I think it's, it's it's a good point talking about he's going to need a break at some point because this season's rolled into last season or last season rolled into this season, as it were. And then he went all the way to the quarterfinals or semi-finals of the AFCON maybe and um, then you know if you remember everyone else who came back from the AFCON it was Kiate and Zaha had breaks and didn't come back to a few weeks later but Ayu came straight back so he's kind of on his third season in a row basically with no break other than the lockdown break but even then we know the players were you know be given huge training regimes to stay fit so yeah I mean he's been going solidly now for a few seasons without a break so he's going to need one at some point right let's just do some predictions then now I've gone back I did a I did a poll on Twitter a la, I don't know what we used to do in the early part of last season with some with some puns for the results um so, so are we ready for these mm, for, there's, for a, a there's, a, there's a reason why you stopped doing them all that's all I'll say <laughs> Um, for for a loss, a simple one that Havertz. Yeah, fifty fifty one percent of people went for that. Um, for for a draw, um, Werner classic. Mm. As in Werner, Werner. Yeah. <laughs> and for for a win, smack Makovic up. <laughs> Wowzers! That's the best of the lot. But I don't. I don't know how high a confidence that is. <laughs> for the win, I'd have gone with nice little Werner. Yeah, that's that's, a, that's very very good. Write that um, down for Netflix, write that down for the return fixture, mate, and we'll pretend I didn't say that. And I'll 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 go, mate. That's well good, well done. I wanted I wanted to put um uh nil nil draw option and just put Angolo. <laughs> yeah, that, that that would have been good. 
Uh, but yeah, so 26% of people going for the win. Uh, Heskiff, I know you will be in a 51% category. Yeah, I reckon 2-1 Chelsea. I reckon, you know, I reckon we'll play really well and something will happen where they'll get like a really greasy goal uh, and we'll lose 2-1, but we'll come away saying we didn't deserve it. Greasy goal? I thought Pedro had left them. I don't know. There you go. <laughs> what about you, Albert? 2-0 uh, Palace. Obviously, nice I mean, little Werner. <laughs> yeah, very good. It's, it, you can write them. You can do it next week. Oh, we ain't got a game. You can do it the week after. Have we got a game? I feel like next week's internationals, right? I, I refuse uh, to yeah. acknowledge international breaks. Yeah. I think you. I right. mean, I, I mean, I seem to see that Benteke still got called up to the Belgium squad, regardless of, um, well, anything. Any form, just absolutely anything. Yeah, you know what? The next game is Brighton at home. When we were supposed to be back inside the stadium. Yeah. Oh, it's been 207 days now since the Watford win at Sellers Park. How's that season ticket renewal working out for you guys so far? <laughs> well, yeah, still the, the deadline's been extended for making sure you secure your seat until the 30th of October. but Because so many people are doing it. So make mm. sure you do yours. Yeah, it's bad, yeah. isn't it? Are you keeping Lots a tally of... of how much they owe you? Yeah, well. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, yeah, I regret it. But there you go. Uh, we all make bad decisions at times. I made a bad decision when I put that poll out, for example, according to you two. <laughs> you made three <laughs> bad decisions. <laughs> right, we'll leave it there for this week. Uh, obviously, a week off next week, um, and then we'll be back uh, on the Thursday week in year is reviewing the big one against Brighton. Uh, thanks for that, Heskiff, because I definitely knew it was Brighton before. That one will <laughs> definitely, definitely, definitely have a lot of swearing, followed by the word dunk. Yeah, well, I mean, we've got a lot to talk about him. The, the own goals and missing sitters have been flowing from Lewis Dunk, but we'll get into that next time. Uh, Albert, thanks for coming back and joining us this week um, after your little hiatus. Aspilicueta, see you later. <laughs> oh, goodness. And, um, yeah, Heskiff, thank you. thanks for joining us always. And thank you, Terence, for hosting the pod. Oh, you're more than welcome, guys. So until two weeks' time, up the palace. the 90th minute all your mates around you've got your mcnugget share boxes ready to go your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget snatching all three points perfect order mcdelivery now on the mcdonald's app you in at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonald's.com even on a budget quality is non-negotiable that's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.